You're listening to CFXU 93.3 The Fox. Online, on demand, and on your time. Hello everyone, Landon Morris here, CFXU 93.3 The Fox. Uh, you may be wondering, what it, what the, what in the world is this? Well, this is our new digital uh, podcast platform uh, where you'll hear CFXU content that airs on the air uh, on demand, on your time, as the intro says. Today we have something super cool, but before we get into that, I'll give you a little background on uh, what this series is going to be. So this past weekend, as of the recording of this voice memo, I was super, super, super lucky to be able to attend Nova Scotia Music Week 2022 in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Uh, Music Nova Scotia, thank you very much for having us. We were super happy to be uh, part of this wonderful celebration of Nova Scotian music. I did some interviews with some artists up there, which you're going to hear on air, live, at 93.3 FM locally, or uh, through our streaming link that, as of right now, is kind of uh, of hard to type. So if you check our link tree in our Instagram bio at Radio STFX, you'll find it there and you can listen live online. But for now, we have these digital uploads of these interviews with artists today. Daniel James McFadgen, an artist I'd heard of for a long time, but never listened to until uh, this weekend at Nova Scotia Music Week. I saw him open the weekend at the Old Triangle in Sydney, and he played a fantastic set. So we linked up in our mobile recording unit, which I will also talk about in a moment. And uh, we talked about music. We talked about... uh, well, mostly music, but it was super fun, and Dan's fantastic, fantastic people, fantastic musician. So you'll hear that, and then you'll also hear a live performance from uh, the super spacious, luxurious Airbnb he was staying in, and uh, that will be a song unreleased, a new song called Sunshine. So... Uh, a little bit about this recording booth. When you have limited resources, you make the most of it, which uh, we did. We converted my SUV into a mobile recording unit, I like to call it, with uh, a very special artist lounge, which was the seats of the vehicle. And uh, as much as much space as we could fit in that vehicle. Usually it's filled with things, but... It was not. So anyway, uh, we were live on location. I believe for this interview, we were parked on Charlotte Street, somewhere near uh, a dirty old pawn shop and uh, a neighborhood diner. So if you're from Sydney or you know the area, you'll probably know the general vicinity we recorded this in. So I won't uh, keep rambling. It's something I tend to do. Here's Daniel James McFadgen. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. 93.3 CFXU The Fox. Uh, Landon Morris reporting live from Nova Scotia Music Week on location with uh, an artist I saw last night and was uh, 
super, super, super happy to have been at this show. I don't want to mispronounce your name. Is it Daniel James McFadden? Na- nailed it. That's great. Fuck that works. Yeah. I'm from Port Hawkesbury. So there's like McFadgins. Yeah. You know. The whole... That's what that's what most people say. So we'll go with it. I like it. Yeah. I wonder how that comes about when there's no G. Yeah. The, the, you mean the McFadgin? Yeah. Kind of thing? It's some Scottish thing. I don't know. Damn Scots. Yeah. I know. Can't trust him. No. That's what I say. <laughs> that's, that's that's my main quote. So okay. I want to kind of start at the beginning with you. Sure. When did you start, like, playing music? Uh, I started playing music when I was about 10. Um, I just, I was playing with my stepbrother a lot. He had an acoustic guitar, and he knew how to play Smoke on the Water, and I didn't. So I got pretty competitive with him and learned Smoke on the Water and then learned, like, three more songs. And then since then, I've been playing a lot. And then I kind of transitioned into drums for a long time, and I was playing, like, all through high school drumming stuff. And then came out to the East Coast and uh, was playing local gigs in the Annapolis Valley in Wolfville uh, when I was at Acadia University. And that kind of, uh, it's kind of been growing from there, which has been great. So you're from Ontario, right? I am, yeah. Caledon, Ontario. So why in, why in the world would you go to Acadia University? Ooh, um, well, when I was 14, I got to visit the East Coast and my sister Shauna was, was going to Acadia and... Um, her boyfriend was working at the Anvil, the student bar in town there, and I came to visit. It was my first time on the East Coast. And he had, uh, there's a big wooden fence behind the Anvil that is supposed to keep people out. But he was a bouncer, so he boosted me over that fence. And I went to go, I, I went into the Anvil when I was 14, and um, there was a bunch of pretty girls. And I was like, this is the best thing in the whole world. <laughs> and I didn't apply to any other school, and I was like, this is the best school. And then the rest is history. It was great. And then I eventually got in legally and worked at that bar, kicking wow. out 14-year-olds. Full circle. <laughs> well, you know what to do at that point. You I gotta did. watch the fence. I watched the fence, made sure no bouncers were, were helping any 14-year-old boys in. Yeah. I got kicked out in like 10 minutes when I, when I got in that time, but it was worth ten it. 10 glorious minutes. 10, glori- 10 best minutes of my life. <laughs> so, I mean, at the time, you're 14. Um, what kind of music are you listening to? I was really, I really liked, uh, it started with classic rock when I was like 10. My stepdad, Steve, had all these old records like Blue Oyster Cult and all these Bob Dylan and Led Zeppelin 4 and stuff. So I got really into classic rock. And then that kind of transitioned more into, uh, I I think I heard like a Modest Mouse song for the first time and got really into indie rock. And then I loved like Arcade Fire, Modest Mouse, Built to Spill kind of stuff. And then uh, that transitioned into... Like I started liking the folkier side of those bands and transitioned more into folk stuff, and I think that's kind of what I settled on. I listened to a lot of Winter Sleep and stuff too, which, yeah, and I, I think I covered Weighty Ghost when I was like pre-pubescently in grade seven at this like assembly at my school and just murdered it. It was awful. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was just squeak little voice. The incredibly short-lived Hockey Night in Canada theme song. <laughs> yeah. <Waiting> ghost. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, and that was pretty much, that's pretty much the story. Nice. Built to Spill's a good band, I guess, for that trajectory, too, because, like, Keep It Like a Secret is so indie rock. Yeah. And you get to, um, oh, don't, I'm putting myself on the spot here. They're, they're 06 record with, like, The Weight and it's like the got oh a you in reverse yeah that's like you know kind of folky mm-hmm. so it's a I mean that's a great transitional album yeah if I say so myself I like the folkier stuff and I had a version of, I was downloading all my songs off LimeWire and so I had a version of Carve I built this build that would skip but I, and I just learned the song like that it was like 
you get the car. I, and it would skip to like halfway through. I want to see it. And that's how I learned the song because it was the only version I had. Is- so when I hear it, that song regular played now, I'm like, this is not right. No, this isn't the LimeWire. <laughs> no, I know it like didn't fully download or something. Built to sp- built underscore two underscore spill dot car dot exe dot mp3 dash LimeWire rip. Exactly. <laughs> I miss those days though. It felt felt more special to get those songs. Yeah. Music piracy, it did get a bad rap. <laughs> it did. It was like I mean in the long run it, I think music piracy was great just for, I don't know how like how great it is for a radio person to say this but really like, it's better. music piracy was awesome because you could just listen to music and then when it crashed and burned everyone was like, okay, I gotta buy CDs Yeah, people were still buying CDs Why, buy, you know? I feel like Spotify and Apple Music are like the new like they're like, it's almost worse than piracy in terms of like, what they pay yeah, well really <laughs> it's like uh, I, I need you need them. They're great. Because at the end of, of the day, when you pirate, someone has to have bought that CD in the first place. Yeah, it's true. At least one person bought the CD. Yeah. But with Spotify, nobody has to buy. You got the a CD. guaranteed fifteen dollars. <laughs> it's true. So just over a year ago, uh, you released your debut LP, August I'm Yours. So tell me about the recording process for that record. Oh, that was a big old mess in a lot of ways. Um, so that was peak of COVID. Um, I had moved out to Ontario to work construction because I couldn't play gigs anymore and I needed money to record the album. And uh, and I wrote all the songs while I was out in Ontario, and kind of a lot of them about wishing I was back on the East Coast because everybody was, like, posting Snapchat stories and Instagram stories of them having a great old time on the East Coast because... At Nova Scotia yeah, Music Week. Yeah, exactly. Everything was happening in, in, on the East Coast, and this is 2020. And, uh, and I was, like, really stuck down in lockdown writing these songs. And then when I came back, I started recording them I was living in Halifax. I was recording them in, in Kentville, but there had started to be like regional closures where I couldn't drive out there. So I, a lot of them got recorded remotely from Ontario and some in Kentville and some here, some there, in like six different studios. Um, but eventually came together to a point where I was pretty happy with it. So it worked out, but it was a crazy process trying to dodge, narrowly dodge these border closures that are just, like the regional ones and everything. So. Have yeah. you noticed a change in uh, maybe the way crowds react or in crowd sizes since COVID? I feel like there's been like a, a boom in this past year. Yeah. Or even in these past, you know, six months where everyone wants to get out again. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I found it when when I was at the beginning of the year, this year, um, and the end of last year when we were touring. And when the shows that actually worked out, people were pre-buying tickets a lot. And and really making sure they got a spot at shows because a lot of them were like tables or seated things. So it was really great. You knew how many people were coming out to the shows. And I've even noticed a shift in the last five or six months where people are showing up at the door again and buying tickets at the door and you don't really know how many people are going to come out. Um, But definitely big audience sizes in terms of people appreciating live music now that it wasn't there for a few years. And I didn't tour that much. I played more mainly like the bar scene before COVID and then started playing more original shows afterwards so I don't I don't have much to compare it to but uh, people have seemed to be really eager to get out and watch live music and the bands I've played with have been awesome and have brought great crowds and it's just been it's been great yeah it's been really fun so okay speaking of live music we're here as I mentioned Nova Scotia Music Week in Sydney you played a killer set last night at the Old Triangle kicked off the weekend in a big way um, how was that show for you? it was really fun we hadn't really rehearsed we had played we're playing, we're, I'm working on a new EP right now in Montreal um, with some songs that 
we're starting to rehearse next week. So the songs that we played last night were songs that we've practiced so many times um, that it, it felt really natural. And we hadn't played together in a while. It's been maybe a month at this point where we've played a show. So um, everybody just felt really comfortable and it was natural and it was songs we played a bunch of times. Um, felt like it went by in a blink of an eye and the crowd was great. People were participating in fun ways. And uh, yeah, it was really fun. Felt really natural and, and good and comfortable. People were participating. There was a wave. We did too. A wave, Whether yeah. the wave went uh, as smoothly as it could have. Yeah, it never is, does, actually. So you know, It's up for debate. Yeah. You know, the jury's out on that. But there was also, uh, you had a lot of like, uh, you sing this part, and the crowd actually did it. Yeah, that's always... <laughs> that's, that's a tough a, thing to do. It kind of sucks when they don't, so it's good. <laughs> it's really good that they did. Sydney, Sydney, Nova Scotia, you folks are great singer-alongers. Uh, you, you have that. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you've been to Sydney once before. Oh, yes. I want to ask you about that trip. Yeah, that was, that's where this part of the song Give Me the Sea came from. Um, yeah, I was coming out to play Bretton Brewery, and then I played Big Spruce in the afternoon the next day. And I was with my friend Ryland, and uh, and we made it out to the old triangle. I was like, maybe I can go for one drink, because the other show was early the next morning. So I was like, okay, one drink's fine. And it was like five drinks later at the old triangle, and he's like, you got to come out to this bar called the Capri, which I haven't been to yet on this trip. Um, but You don't need to. <laughs> I know, but it, uh, it ended up being like a 5 a.m. night, just questionable decisions here and there, and then the next day I just felt absolutely awful. Um, but that's where that verse in Give Me the Sea comes from. Well, I mean, we've talked about late nights. Yeah. I want to ask you about last night. Last night was great. I was out, you know, all night doing radio stuff. Yeah. Music Nova Scotia. I was at the Botfly show. Yeah. <laughs> I saw someone who looked a lot like you hop in the pit. <laughs> hop in the mosh pit? Yeah. Oh, it must have been my twin. I think uh, that might have been might have been someone else. No, it was fine. We went... It was Banyol. We, it was Banyol. <laughs> um Yeah, no, we went to the Botfly show last night. It was really fun. Got into the pit and just felt uh, completely alive. And my heart was beating out of my chest after that show. Uh, it was, I still can't hear, I don't think. There, I was going to bed. Uh, I was sleeping in the same bed as my bassist, Matt. And we were having trouble fall asleep because of the loud ringing in both of our ears yeah. from that show. Um, that show was loud, but so awesome. Yeah, lots of energy. It's really kind of like, you, you know those memes where it's like, damn, like, I, uh, I smoked that shit and I woke up in the mosh pit at the Holiday Inn. Yeah. It was totally one of those moments, you know? <laughs> it's the, it's the exact, almost exactly that moment. Yeah. yeah, like you realize, like, damn, there was like a pit in the Holiday Inn Sydney waterfront <laughs> last night. I don't think Botfly was expecting that either. No. It had to get shut down pretty quick. I saw Rankin McInnes there at the end. Uh hit a couple people it was a, it's, yeah he says he, he claims to be the reason why they had to shut down that, that pit last night and then everybody was sliding on drinks yeah someone hopped in the pit with a full beer yeah i saw i saw the beer go flying in the air oh you I saw, saw the that. floor yeah yeah oh, was it you no oh. i was sober i'm oh. driving oh i'm sorry, driving yeah. this weekend i but wish it was me that doesn't mean you can't carry around a beer and yeah. spill it all over the yeah. floor <laughs> i just start buying beers just to pour them out <laughs> it sounds like an alibi to me <laughs> <laughs> So you you mentioned you played with your band last night. You hadn't played in a while. Yeah. How did you link up with this band? Who are they to you? Slowly uh, over the years, a few of them from Acadia University. Um, I used to play in this cover band called the New Digs, and that's kind of where uh, 
touring started, and uh, there's none of those members anymore, but they like kind of feel like they were slowly replaced or moved away, and um, that's what's created this band. Um, we used to play at Patty's Open Mic a lot. Uh, Scott Marster is my electric guitar player. Played with lots of people in Wolfville. Sarah Surratt. Yeah, he's insane. Um, Sarah Surratt, she sings with me. I'm just, we're in a car right now. I'm making sure this guy doesn't back into us. <laughs> All these new cars got them backup cameras. Yeah, that's good. The fancy cars. Yeah. We're not so lucky. Um, but Matt Elliott uh, plays with Tevin Tynes. I used to watch them all the time in Wolfville, and uh, we linked up with him from that. And just slowly but surely, and we've been touring the last few years now, and it's been a lot of fun. I love them. They're, like, really a second family. They've been great. They were fantastic. Or, or, yeah, yeah, they're awesome. So you recently dropped a single. Hot yes, Sun. Hot Sun. Tell me in about June. that song. Yes, that was written when I was out touring with my other drummer. I played with Taylor McKnight, and he was uh, in the New Digs, and uh, he's awesome. We were, I was living out in BC, and I thought when I moved out to Vernon, I thought um, it would be a, like a very walkable town because I didn't have a car when I was there. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna walk everywhere. But that seemed, I realized very quickly how impossible that was. Um, so I used electric scooters to get around. They just got electric scooters, neuron electric scooters. And uh, they were great, working good everywhere I went. But one day I was going on a little scooter trip because I had nothing else to really do. And uh, I got stuck out when my phone died. And I couldn't activate the scooter anymore. And there was no cabs around either, um, which was unfortunate. And uh, it took me about three and a half hours to find my friend Taylor's apartment. And uh, I was kind of cursing him the whole time for no reason. I was just like, Taylor ditched me. He didn't, but I was just like, when I find that guy, he's going to get it. And I wrote this song kind of exaggerating my experience on that walk through Vernon. That's Somehow, where Hot Sun came from. We'll put this on Taylor. Yeah. For <laughs> I just, anytime I have any trouble, I just put it right back on Taylor McKnight. I'm ready to song about it. Yeah. So that was inspired by Taylor just being a terrible, awful friend. <laughs> <laughs> terrible by. Just Doing kinda, nothing. Yeah. Absolutely no. Having an apartment. Having an apartment. You couldn't find. That, yeah, and actually there is this really big hotel sign right beside his apartment that's really easy to spot. So actually, I, we can't even blame him for that. Like, that was a pretty easy sign to find. It yeah. still took me a long time. I'm not very directionally inclined. You don't need to be. We Google Maps. Now. Yeah. Yeah, Google Maps. You know, all these teachers say you'd never have a calculator in your pocket, but... I beg to differ. Yeah, you know, that's true. Always have a calculator in the yeah. world in your pocket. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never heard a teacher say that. No, I haven't either. It's just a thing. <laughs> it's just that, so you, good. Know, you see it on the internet. Oh, I haven't seen it before. A lot of boomers will post it on Facebook. Uh, These teachers uh, said, I'll never have a calculator in my pocket. Well, look at me now. <laughs> it's just like an iPhone. Well, now when I tell people that, I'm going to quote you. Yeah, quote me quoting... Uh, inconspicuous boomers. <laughs> yeah, I will. NPC boomers <laughs> from Facebook. <laughs> will do. So you released uh, Hot Sun. Yeah. You've got a record recording in progress. Yes. Uh, we have, I'm recording an EP or record, depending on how it goes. Um, got three or four songs, pretty solid starts on them, with a producer named Quinn Bichand. He lives out in Montreal, and he has a cool little home studio. We've been working together, and it's been really fun. Um, so we're we're rehearsing those songs next week, and we're doing just a small tour to Ottawa and Toronto in a few weeks, playing some shows there, and coming back here, playing a show at the Marquee with the Town Heroes, December 2nd, um, and, and George Woodhouse, can't forget that, George is amazing, and then uh, taking it easy till May, I'm going to try to release something before I tour next time, and that's kind of the plan. 
That's how it goes. That's how that's how she goes. Where can people find you online? Ooh, pretty much everywhere except for Twitter. Not a Twitter. Yeah, not a big Twitter. It's my favorite platform. You really like Twitter because it's so unhinged. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I should get into it. Actually, by the time this releases, because yeah, by the time this releases, maybe I'll have a, a Twitter. Yeah. You can help me. Yeah, I'll help you. Okay. It's the you best. heard it here, folks. Yeah. And it's gonna help me get a Twitter. But if you look up Daniel James McFadden or McFadden or McFadgen, you will uh, you will find me online. <laughs> well, she's caught the blue sunshine sometimes. I